0: How's that? Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the faithful and for the faithful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal, and I'm here tonight with Bruce McCurdy. Hey, Bruce. Hey, David. How are you doing? Good. You know, it's always a good night. We're talking again to the wisest hockey fans in the world, fans of the Edmonton Oilers, and some, sometimes perhaps the longest suffering, uh, certainly in that group. Um, tonight was a. The orders were cruising for a bruising tonight. We were a little, maybe we were all a little too high on our horses, Bruce. Um, after that last victory and thinking maybe the orders had unlocked the secrets to being a, a really good NHL team, it all came. <laughs> it all came tumbling down against the San Jose <laughs> Sharks, who beat the orders six to three. The orders were never in this game. They came out playing like crap, and they continued to play like crap through most of the game. So this is our two good things, two bad things, and two numbers podcast. Bruce, what was your good thing?
1: Well, honestly, David, I got nothing good to say about this game. Uh, <laughs> so what I will say is that through 20 games, which is a you know milestone quarter of the way through the season, uh, at 12-6 and two, the Oilers are three points ahead of the 2016-17 Edmonton Oilers, who at this stage were 11-8 and one. Uh, for 23 points, this year they got 26. So despite tonight's miserable performance, uh, the team is uh, in pretty good shape overall at this at this marking point of the season. So in finding something positive, I'll go for that.
0: Well, I wonder what they were last year, because last year um, they weren't bad. Remember, because when Hitchcock took over, they kind of went on a decent little run. Of winning, they weren't like eight and one or eight and two or eight one and one or something like that when he first took over. And and no, by... he took
1: over after game twenty. It was last year. Todd McCollum oh, got fired after game twenty. Okay, so
0: okay, so they, they would were... have been down in the dumps. But they would have been like eight and twelve about now. Like, or I
1: think they were nine,
0: eight, and, 11. nine and
1: 3 or something at the point yeah, okay. that uh, that he got fired. I'll tell you in half a shake here. Hockey reference is awesome for this
0: putting up. After game amount.
1: 20, they were 9, 10, and 1, 19 points. And
0: the, and it was about now that McClellan got... It was after 20. Okay, games, after game right, right 20, now, right that's it. was the, right now.
1: Yeah, right now.
0: So they're three wins different, or is that essentially it?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, they're three wins plus an overtime loss better than last year. They're 26 points compared to 19, or even compared to 23 in their, in their one... Memorable year. They had 23. Yeah. So a lot went um, wrong tonight.
0: But I, I, I wasn't, uh, <laughs> that's an understatement. There was a few things that went right. You know, like Leon Dreisel. he can't help but put up points, Bruce can he? Like it's just like two points. Like just 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 cash in the two-point card every night, Leon, and get your two points points and no matter what and if you're playing well you get four, three or four points uh but the, my he wasn't my good thing although he did make a really really nice pass to Cassian on that last goal my, my good thing was a couple of the a, a handful of the role players Joachim Nygaard back from injury Patrick Russell and uh Josh Archibald I thought they were all really hustling and uh Russell he got off the first grade a uh scoring chance shot on a play uh set up I think it was uh was that on Nygaard who took it to the net? So, yeah. yeah, Nygaard takes it to the net and he hit the post. If he had scored there, right, that, that's maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's this is a different game. He won the puck in the corner on Dreisaitl's uh, goal uh, initially early in that uh, virtuous cycle. And he, um, he uh, his hard sp- sprawl at the net was one of the keys on Gagne's goal the third goal. So, you know, three strong offensive plays from a player um, who hustles all night long. Nygaard was hustling all night long. Um, he took the puck hard to the net on Gagne's goal. Um, made a lot of good plays uh, through his hustle. Wasn't, wasn't noticeably bad. And Archibald um, had a great uh, shorthanded chance um, manufactured for Riley Sheehan with his really hard driving play up the wing. So I, you know, it what. It, one of the good signs about this team is that um, you know the there's a there's small differences compared to last year's team and the depth players I think are a cut above the depth players on last year's team, the depth forwards and um, certainly Ethan Bear makes a difference on defense, although not tonight. Bruce, what was your
1: bad thing? We're doing one bad thing or two? Well, we can do two each. Last, last thing did night. two each good things because it was that kind of night. Well, tonight is that. Let's, kind let's of go night.
0: for it, man. Go for I got, it. I
1: I got, I got two bad things. Okay. Uh first one is uh Edmonton start to the game or failure to start the game. Uh they <laughs> came out and they were skating in sand from the very first minute of the game. I was going, "Oh no, I don't like the looks of this because they were losing all the races." And honestly, David, I think it was three minutes before an Oiler made a pass to another Euler. Uh, it was about four minutes before they won a battle. It was about seven minutes before anybody hit anybody. And I think it was 3 nothing before McDavid ever touched the puck in the game. Uh-huh. And when he did, he was so grateful he passed it right to Eric Carlson. <laughs> I mean, they just weren't ready for the start of the game. The Sharks came out loaded for, for Euler. Yeah. And the Oilers just had no response. And, and after that, it was a fairly even game. You know, I think if you look at scoring chances, they were about 10 to 10. If you look at shots on net, they were 25-24. Uh, and if you look at the score beyond the disastrous first period, it was 3-3. Three to three. But the game was never in doubt. They never got within three goals because they, they uh, just weren't ready for the start of the game. Uh, plus what will be my second bad thing in a moment. You know, Matt, first shift,
0: Matt Benning, who had an otherwise okay game, he just, he loses a battle at the blue line and Joe Thornton is in there uh, with a good chance, although Kara caught up to him in the end. It was just like that kind of game where just right off the top, things went bad. Okay, so my bad thing is, is Dave Tippett tonight. Um, The coach, I think there was a, there was one truly inexplicable move that he made. That was putting, like, I don't, um, put Sam Gagné in your lineup. Sam Gagné, he's, he, he's on your top 12 forwards on this team, in my opinion. I don't know why he was out of the lineup. Um, and he did score a goal. He, he helped set up Dreisidel's goal. But play him at center? Yeah. I mean, Gaetan Haas has not been bad at no. center. He's been doing okay. Marcus Granlin is okay at center. So When did Sam Gagné last play center? It's not this year. Not since
1: think. he came back to the Oilers last year. He came back here and he was a winger the whole time. And I don't think he's played center really anywhere else since he left the Oilers. And wouldn't you know, I think it was their first shift of the game and Gagne might as well have been on the moon on the Brent Burns goal that opened the score. Yeah, He was like trying they, to be def- defensively he responsible. Standing, he was just standing beside one of the defensemen on the edge of the crease well, San Jose outnumbered the Oilers at the top of the slot. And once, once they made that second pass, Brent Burns had all day to get a shot away from where, where he wanted to take it. And he didn't miss. I mean, that was a great shot. But, geez, you gotta, you got to have some kind of player, you know, passing them at least a little bit. Like, they were just at sixes and sevens there.
0: He was trying to be defensively responsible, I think. He's thinking, okay, I'm the center. I, I cover down low. But there was nobody to cover
1: because yeah, Marcus Sorensen, Marcus Sorensen went up high in the zone, yeah. and forward needed to ch- chase him up there Switch. at least be within twenty feet of him.
0: Yeah, and Gagne just blew the you know, and and again, this isn't on Sam Gagne. He's no. not a center. No.
1: No. It's on no. the coach.
0: You don't. Why did you do that, coach? What are you thinking?
1: Well, the so, coach.
0: So, so the the other. Go ahead, Bruce.
1: The coach, what Bob Stoffer said on orders Now today, and I don't know if it was just sort of a. Uh, uh a whimsical observation by bob or or if there was if it had legs but he said it's interesting to see that all the players on the on the mom's road trip all got to play so even though they had the same lineup that stomped two teams in a row the third game they switched to goalie they switched all the maximum number of players and they wound up with the dog's breakfast of a lineup that we saw tonight well, okay, well, but
0: switch Sam Gagne in, but take some. don't don't leave yourself short of center. I mean, uh-huh. that's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and uh, you know, so that was on the, but there was other things like, okay, how many times do we have to see San Jose beat us from the blue line? Uh-huh. How about develop a game plan where you take uh-huh. away, where the, the fundamental thing is, you know, most of their offense is coming from Carlson, Burns, and other players at the blue line. They score endless goals, throwing the puck at the net in a very smart fashion. Don't mm-hmm. leave the points open like you did this game. If you're going to play San Jose, that's where they're going to generate offense from cover that off. So, so they, there was, I don't know, like, I don't want to single out tip it because this has been happening for years and maybe, maybe you're going to give up something down low if you do that, but nonetheless, Bruce, how many times do we have to see that throw it at the net, throw it at the net screen, 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 tip, tip, tip. And a cheap mm-hmm. shot goes like a non dangerous moment becomes a goal against. It is these Oilers, Edmonton Oilers' saga, their, their harsh story against the San Jose Sharks. And we've seen, like, this is Nightmare on Elm Street, 1037, you know, episode of 1037, 38, 39, mm-hmm. 40. We saw oh. tonight.
1: Yeah, well, this was my other bad thing. So we're kind of already there. Uh, Oilers' defensive zone coverage was horrendous in this game, just horrendous in this game. They were getting beat in the neutral zones, uh, but they were getting beat along the blue lines, along the walls, in the slot. And time and again, I mean, San Jose scored four of their six goals were scored on deflections. A fifth one was scored where the the point shot was deflected, hit Smith, and then Evander Kane had all month gosh, the rebound because nobody bothered to cover him around the front of the net. And so literally five of the six goals were on deflections. And the sixth one was also generated from a point shot. Well, you know, the play to Brent Burns, where a defenseman scored. where he didn't need anybody to tip that one because he had such a clean look. But they weren't covering the point shots. They weren't They weren't blocking, uh, getting in the lanes. And it's, they just sift one in from the point. Some dude would cruise through the slot. and Nobody would take the guy's stick and he'd tip it. And I mean, tonight was a night where... Their tips for finding holes. I mean, I'm. I mean, for all that Mike Smith allowed six goals on 25 shots, I'm having a hard time saying, well, this goal or that goal, he should have stopped. And maybe the fifth goal, because the deflection was so slow and it went through his legs, I thought maybe he could have had a stick on that one. But that was a play where the guy comes out of the penalty box and heads for the front of the net. And the Oilers are, they might as well have been nine pins. They, they just, nobody reacted. Nobody moved. Nurse was, I don't know what he was doing on that play. And, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Twice
0: he did the Yanni Pitkin out there, Bruce. The <laughs> Yanni Pitkinen which is wander around, not covering anybody and not stopping the shot or stopping the pass. You're in the red light zone. That's where Yanni Pitkinen lived. And Darnell Nurse was living there tonight on a couple goals against. He, he needed to switch with a forward or not switch. They needed to figure this out, communicate. And twice because that didn't happen, San Jose scored goals. So Darnell Nurse, uh, he, talk to your teammates. I mean, James, no, no, no. I don't. I, I, James Neal was down low, and Nurse started to come to cover on that hurdle goal, the one you're talking about, the weak tip by the hated, mm-hmm. suddenly hated hurdle because of his cheap mm-hmm. shot on McDavid. He, he Nurse switched back, but he didn't. I I was looking and I didn't see him yell at Neal like I'm switching. Mm-hmm. So Neil, but Neil sees him moving, and then he moved up, and he moves up just as Hurdle's moving in. Neil doesn't get him. RNH doesn't get him. I mean, uh, Drew or Amanda blame Cassian coming out of the penalty box, but really Cassian didn't have a hope on that because well, he, he was, was he was sec- a zone behind. It was second of- period,
1: so he was behind yeah, Hurdle Cass- coming out of the box. But some defensive structure wouldn't have gone amiss there. Yeah, uh, Nurse. I think you got maybe the two of them conflated slightly, David, because that was the second one. That was the one where Nurse was playing up on the wing and he never switched back. And, and uh, Hurdle oh, went right started, to the front of the net where started Nurse could lines. have been. And then Easy. the the other one with Neil was was an earlier goal where, where Neil chased a guy into the corner and Darnell just kind of stood around in the middle of nowhere, the red lights on, uh, I guess. Let me just look.
0: We, we do track these scoring We sure so, do. No, it was it was... It was Nurse. It was Neil who was back on the hurdle goal, and the other one was. Um, I'm not sure who he should have switched with there. McDavid made a turnover at the blue line, and and uh, it's not really apparent who the four was. But on the the fifth goal, if you look at our oh. screen chance document, that was that was Neil. Okay. Anyway, um, my other my other Tippet. The
1: fourth and fifth goals. Nurse was out to lunch on both. So both no, of them. Same, look same at look those play. replays. Watch Nurse. And you probably won't see the goal because you'll be watching somewhere away from the play. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, so listen, I've been
0: harping on this a lot. And, and I don't mean to pick on players, but it ends up that I inevitably pick on players. Um, listen, Brandon Manning is a hustler. He's a hard worker. He stood up for Connor McDavid. Uh, after Zach Cassian did after that kind of cheap play by Thomas Hurdle, but man, Bruce, he just he he can't keep up. And and uh, the so the third goal, first Patrick Marlowe beats him. He's he's awkward, man. Like why is he playing the right 85 side?
1: Eighty-five year old Patrick Marlowe beat him. Yeah, Marleau beat him, yeah, Marleau
0: yeah. beat him. <laughs> and then he beats him to the front of the net on the tip, and and and, and then you know there's he gives up another. Slotch, sh- he allows another pass in the slot. Manning does, and then he gets, he gets beat by Marcus Marcus Sorensen, deked out of his jockstrap by Sorensen, who sets up Thornton. And Thornton might have scored, but it, he shot it off Manning at that point. And then Manning got in the fight, and we didn't see him again after that.
1: He got a game misconduct.
0: He got a game misconduct. I just
1: looked so, it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember hearing him say that, but he got the toss. I think maybe they thought he threw a punch after the linesman tried to break it up. Which he did. He tried to keep the fight going, and the linesman. Oh, you know that was the first fight of the year, in the Oilers game. First uh, fight of the entire season, game number twenty. So, Bruce,
0: we need to see. Like honestly, if you if you're missing a player, you're in California. Bakersfield's not far away. Oh, you can bring Caleb Jones or William Loggison up. They're both good to go. Caleb Jones plays the right side regularly. If you need if you need a lefty to play the right side, he's your man. He moves the puck. He showed at the NHL level last year, if you play him on the third pairing, he will get the job done. He is a really solid third pairing defenseman, at least at the NHL level. And, uh, you know, coach, coach seems to like playing Brandon Manning and um, there you have it. So that's my, that's why I'm uh, a little down on the coach tonight. Who's done an otherwise, obviously excellent job this year. The coach. Yeah, has, he but-
1: had a bad game tonight. And I think this, whatever mm-hmm. the reason was for switching up the lineup, it certainly blew up in his face. And, yeah. uh, and the team just—they were at sixes and sevens, as the British soccer commentators like to say. Uh, right, right off the hop, as I mentioned earlier, they just never had their crap together until way too late.
0: I can see why you take out Joel He's Really struggling with his confidence, but would you know he—he he was like I could, yeah. so I could. But and they're and they're just probably thinking, okay, Adam mm. Larson's back like real soon. Let's just make, we'll just struggle through without calling up anyone without upsetting the apple cart in Bakersfield. Um, And we'll just struggle through with Manning for now. And maybe they'll go back to Paris of next game or something probably. And, and they'll just struggle through till Larson's back. But um, I don't know. I think, I think the evidence is in personally, I think the evidence is, is in that, 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 that puck, if you're, when you're playing a cycle team, like the San Jose Sharks, the way you beat the cycle isn't with a big plodding bruiser. It's by moving the puck fast. Get that puck out of your zone when you, when you win that puck, pass it out of your zone fast, accurate passes. That's how you beat that's how you beat the forecheck. That's how you beat the cycle. And I think Tippett knows this cuz he's brought in a great breakout scheme, but it's not what we saw in the game tonight. Uh, we didn't see the passing player person in. We saw the plotter in Manning, and uh, with predictable results, I'm going to say because I've been predicting
1: them, Bruce. Maybe yeah, I'm just
0: see- maybe I'm seeing things that aren't there, but that's what I'm
1: seeing. Well, the one guy that we've been applauding uh, for his good passing, uh, Ethan Bear. Uh, let me count this up. I think he was on the ice for four goals against one, two, three. Four goals against him, two four, so he was minus two on the night. But tough night. Uh, that's a tough night, man. Oh man, yeah, he yeah. was off. And he, he off. and he also took a penalty shot. Uh, gave up a penalty shot after coughing the puck up and and hacking a uh, guy. Who was the guy that missed the penalty shot? Uh, uh
0: was it Hurtin? No, it was was it Sorensen? Uh
1: Evander Kane. Evander Kane. Kane.
0: Yeah, so, Citizen Kane.
1: All right. Uh, what's your number? Uh, my number is minus one. Uh, this was a, this was a, the Oilers were very. Uh, uh, um, they shared the wealth tonight, or the poverty, and after the first three goals, after the first period, fifteen different Oilers were minus one. Three completely different five sons all gave up the three goals, and they were all getting getting. Uh, getting beat. And then the one line that emerged from the first period unscathed, which was the McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh Cassian line, they gave up one right away early in the second. Uh, two of them did, and Dreisaitl had took a puck in the face, so he missed the end of the shift and the goal against. So already by by 4 nothing, every player on the team but one was minus. And it was just just not their night, David. Um, it was the that. good thing is yeah I mean to me it's a game where it's it's almost pointless pointing fingers like I, I was reading online and a couple of people were hammering Brandon Manning pretty good and the thing is I mean you can't point your finger at one guy and say he cost us that game damn it because that was a team effort and a well deserved loss by the Oilers. That is
0: exactly what I said in the lead of my game grades, which are which are which I posted. Even read yet,
1: but yeah, I agree. Uh, That's exactly with that sentiment. It
0: was a player and coaching-induced self-immolation, is how I described it.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <That> <laughs>
0: Maybe a bit dramatic. Uh, okay, uh, my number, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Let me just find my number. It is a very unhappy little number. Thirteen twenty-nine is my number. That is the time on ice that Alex Chason was allegedly on the ice for tonight. I think Bruce that he had he, he went full cling on. he had the cloaking device on the entire game and was now you'd think if you had the cloaking device on, you might sneak in there and score a goal. but no, uh, he had it on all game no, no one saw him on the ice and he didn't do anything. And, th- and that's kind of that's kind of overly snide and harsh. but um, for uh, you know, it, it's the old story of the role player. You got to do something to to get noticed and help your team win the game. And man, he he was he typified the lack of that uh, in this game from a number of players.
1: Yeah. Well, I was uh, I was speaking with my wife in the third and mentioning a few names of guys that were playing bad, not singing out any one of them because it was quite a list. And she, and she <laughs> went right to Alex Chase on him. I went well. I didn't notice Chase Hahn, so maybe that's a good thing because the guys I did notice, I noticed them and they were making mistakes. But uh, uh, he really did. did uh, he's been very noticeable in recent games, but today he might as well have been the fandom of the opera.
0: You know, it, I think as a, general, it's a, as, a general, as a general rule, it's a good thing if you don't notice a defenseman. Like I didn't, other than that first shift, I didn't notice Matt Benning tonight. That's a good
1: thing if you're a defenseman.
0: You don't get noticed. That's good. Like mm-hmm. I noticed.
1: And he health. played second pairing tonight. Did you notice he did. That, and I, I, that I liked,
0: And I liked it. I was cool with that because I think mm-hmm. um that's the move. I, I prefer having Russell on the third pairing, trying to carry the mail with mm-hmm. Caleb Jones or William Hawkinson well. and, and move Benning up to the second mm-hmm. pairing. Um now I forgot my point. But um yeah, I forgot. I did forget my point. <laughs> You're like the
1: Oilers. They forgot to cover the point tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was a tough one. That was a bad one. Not good. Not good at all.
1: All righty. So they play Thursday? They play Thursday. They play Saturday. And then in a very odd quirk of the schedule, they play again one week from tonight back in San Jose. Same barn, same opponent two games in a week and usually they're home and away when you get two games out close against the same team, but not so this time. So,
0: okay. I remember my point. My point is, and I, and I don't think I made it fully. If you don't notice a defenseman, that's good. But if you don't notice a forward, that's yeah. bad. Okay. You so know, that's a, the general rule uh, of uh, NHL yeah. hockey. At least it's okay if you don't mm-hmm. notice the defenseman, and if you don't notice a forward, that's usually a bad thing because they're expected to. Unless you're just the, the grind line, but you notice the grind line. If they shut down the other team's top line, you notice that. But if you're like Riley Sheehan and you let was it Evander Kane go right to the net and score a goal, then you're mm-hmm. noticed. That's yeah. not good. All right, let's <sighs> let's yeah. it see Yeah, time to go. Enough
1: time to, to go about watch that stinker. Well, to i'm go gonna to go set. watch the
0: expendables too on tv oh, okay. and get my mind off this horrible moment <laughs> all
1: right well good luck in your tournament later this week
0: yes yeah uh we're going down to calgary for the what's it called the wiccan Wickenheiser tournament um oh yeah yeah it's uh, it's a girls hockey tournament it's hey the, the wick fest that's it okay. in calgary it's an annual tournament for girls Wic- hockey teams. The
1: Wicken festival <laughs>
0: halloween oh, he, was last week oh uh, yeah the wick <laughs> WIC fest the wick fest all right you can well, get cats cance- a- you can get canceled for a joke like that bruce you know you well, gotta be careful true. these days so
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the wick fest
1: yeah it'll be, be fun that's, that should be fun
0: yeah all right thanks well, for talking like anyway,
1: kurt and i'll cover you off while you're gone and we'll, yeah uh, if we can
0: figure out how to we'll set up soon yeah yeah, yeah, we'll have, we'll have to work secure. through that. Yeah, it'll take it'll only, it only, you know, knowing what we know about technology, Bruce, it'll only take us probably like 15 hours to figure that out, but uh, we'll get her done. Thanks for talking tonight. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And in the meantime, and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.